As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Wizards Tip-Off podcast. Chase Hughes in studio at NBC Sports Washington in Bethesda with Chris Miller on the phone from Las Vegas. He's out there for the Team USA minicamp. Uh, where John Wall is participating. And on this episode, we will have uh, an interview that Chris got in Las Vegas with Kelly Oubre during the Summer League. You get his reaction to some of the moves the Wizards have made this offseason and just kind of get a feel for how his summer is going. Uh, We're going to take some fan questions later in the episode. We're going to react to something that John Wall and Ernie Grunfeld said after the Dwight Howard introductory press conference about the depth of the Wizards roster. Uh, We're also going to get Chris's insight on how Bradley Beal's offseason is going because he saw him in Las Vegas. Uh, But first, Chris, I think we we know where we need to start, and that is with uh, John Wall and specifically uh, what I guess you could call his picture gate. There was a picture that went on Twitter that the Wizards ended up deleting, and for some reason it went viral. But since you're out there, and this was one of the fan questions, they wanted to know, how does John actually look out there? How does he look on the court where it's most important? Because that picture, I, I don't know what happened. I didn't think it, it didn't stand out to me as that bad of a picture, but he got roasted on social media by a lot of people who were probably sitting in their basements with pizza sauce all over their face saying that this guy, you know, had, took a bad picture. Um, but I think it was just, it was just a weird picture. And uh, I would imagine uh, that doesn't reflect how he actually looks right now. Huh, Chris? <sighs> Oh jeez, <laughs> I'm I, I'm not gonna go there. I just think it's just this is where we are. Um, I love the NBA chase, but it's this time of year where stuff like this gets magnified. <laughs> I mean, this whole Kevin Durant Twitter beef and all this all this stuff in the summer. I call free agency silly season. I'm gonna start calling like this time of year for, like, fans and people that don't have anything else to do, just dumb season. Dumb season. I mean, just, <laughs> it's just I mean, he, looks, he looks good on the court. It's the summer. It's the middle part of the summer. He's not supposed to look like he's going to look when camp starts. These guys have been on vacation. They're spending time with their families. But for some reason, people are just enamored by every step these people take. And I just I, – I, I don't get it, Chase. I, I – Maybe I'm just the get off my lawn type dude now in my in my <laughs> life where I just don't really feel like every step these people take is news. And just because he took a bad photo, um, 
I don't think that had any bearing on what he looked like yesterday. He looked like everybody else that was out there on the floor yesterday. These guys have been away from the game. Many of them have been probably training. I can tell you from two weeks ago, I was with John in Miami, and he was working out. And he, he, had, a, he had an unbelievable 45-minute workout where he was doing a lot of sweating, a lot more than I was and probably a lot more than all these people that were throwing shade at him yesterday. So it's just stupid season. Like, we don't have anything better to talk about than, than, than a photo. I'm sure everyone in their life has probably taken a bad photo, okay? That was a bad photo, okay? We can't find another one that, that looks probably more representative, but – Whatever, John kind of laughed it off. He said his mom even cracked the joke at him, so we kind of move on. But it's just stupid. I mean, this is where we are right now. We're that bored going into August. I know. that the, Some of the memes were great, including the ones where it's like John before Dwight Howard, John after Dwight Howard. I guess some of the jokes were too easy. But I would, I would challenge anyone out there who made fun of John, you know, what would you look like in the morning while you're in Las Vegas if, and they put on the bright lights and took a picture of you, man. Las Vegas does does crazy things to people, man. But you're out there for the to team. Some. To <laughs> some. Not to all, but yeah. To some, to some yes. So you're out there uh, in Vegas, and you caught up with Bradley Beal, who obviously this has been uh, a pretty unique offseason for the guy. Had Bradley Beal, the second born, uh, with his uh, beautiful girlfriend, Kamaya, and I, I understand his son's not going to go by junior. He's going to go by deuce. Uh, but for Bradley Beal, this has got to be an interesting time, uh, you know, in his life to be a, a new father. Um, I'm sure things have changed for him, huh? Yeah, it's it's great catching up with him yesterday. He just has that look of a proud dad. You know, it's like when you looked at it, he was just so half tired because, you know, he flew in yesterday uh, to support his AAU team, Bradley Beal Elite, who were playing in a, a tournament out here in Vegas. And, and he was coaching against, uh, ironically, Trey Young's AAU team. And uh, Brad's team won a uh, three-point shot in the corner, of course, by one of his uh, players, and, and they made a defensive stop late to get a uh, to get a two-point win. So, you know, talking to him yesterday after the game, clearly he was just excited about Deuce being here. And I tell you what, that's his twin, man. He looks just like Brad. It's funny, Brad showed me a picture of what he looked like when he was born, and him and Deuce look exactly alike. And he said something that was kind of, it kind of took me back being a father. He's like, you just don't know what it feels like when you finally have your firstborn and you're just looking at this person and you're like, I'm responsible for this human being. And just for him to say that and to have kind of like that retrospective look at what parenting is all about, it's a growth moment. And it's kind of cool, Chase. You know, again, all this stupid stuff about a photo means absolutely nothing in the world. What does matter is, you know, Bradley Beal, you know, putting everything kind of in perspective of being a parent now and what it means to him. So I took way more out of that than some dumb photo, that's for sure. You know, it's funny, when it comes to Bradley Beal, like most players, I would say at 25 years old, like, oh, you know, maybe they'll mature a little bit now that they have a kid. But that guy's been so mature for so long. Like you ask people who – like you, who've covered him since he, he got to the Wizards. And he, even at 19 years old, was an adult and like a full-grown man in terms of how he acted with the media and how he he uh, kind of composed himself. So uh, I feel like, uh, you know, Bradley Beal was already mature. This isn't going to change much in terms of the way of how he acts as a professional athlete, but I'm sure it's going to change his perspective a lot. And hopefully, hopefully he can still get some sleep because, as we all know, that man needs some rest. 
after all the I minutes he played I this said, last man, year. Listen, I said, wait till dude starts teething. You're going to have a real problem, dude. I said, you better get to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few more topics I want to get to, or one more topic before we toss to this Kelly Oubre interview, and that is um, whether this is the deepest roster for the Wizards since John Wall was drafted, because you asked him that in your one-on-one interview in Las Vegas that we played back on a recent episode. And Ernie Grenfeld echoed something similar, saying this is probably the deepest, maybe even the most talented roster that they've had. And he didn't specify whether it's the Wall era, so let's just focus on the Wall era. Do you think this is the deepest roster that they've had since John Wall was drafted in 2010? Well, I think on paper, yes. And again, um, I've said multiple times that I just want to see this on the floor, and I want to see it. Uh, when it counts for real. But heading into a season, I don't recall in John's era having a Hall of Famer on it. Do you? Paul Paul Pierce, but he wasn't anywhere close to his prime like you could argue Howard is, right? So I, I would say that to have a Hall of Fame center that I still think has a lot of tread on his tires uh, the fact that now they're not one all-star, but two all-stars on the team. Uh, the fact that you have made some significant upgrades on your bench with the additions of Austin Rivers and Jeff Green. And the fact that Jeff Green can play multiple positions, I think Austin also can do that. And the fact that you've got some guys that are coming back in terms of Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre who are developing and continuing to get better. This might be the most talented team that John has had since he's been in the league going into his ninth year. Now, with all that being said, they still got to actually put it out on the floor. They have to build some camaraderie and some chemistry and some brotherhood. And, and, and that's the part of the process that I'm interested in seeing Chase moving forward is it looks good on paper, but uh, I, I don't think an NBA game has ever been won on paper. you got to do it on that court with an opponent in front of you. Yeah, there are intangibles that come into play that obviously people are going to be looking at when it comes to the Wizards based on what happened last season and the addition of Dwight Howard. But in terms of talent, I don't think they've ever had a starting lineup this talented. And if you just look at their top four players, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Dwight Howard, and Otto Porter, that's the best group of four players I think they've had as their core, uh, just at least on paper, statistically, in terms of youth, experience, everything that comes into the equation. Um, and then in terms of depth, I think they are better suited than, than they have been in the past uh, to withstand injuries, which is obviously a big test of depth. You know, if John Wall goes down for 41 games, I feel better now than I would have a year ago about them, you know, getting past that. And also, another test will be the rest for guys like Bradley Beal and John Wall. You know, how often, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, can they just sit on the bench knowing that a victory is in hand? Because that didn't happen last year very often at all, even though they won 43 games and at times they were on pace for many more wins. Um, you know, it's hard to I'd kind also of... be remiss too, Chase. I'm sorry about that. I would also be remiss to uh, Thomas Adarevsky's development last year. Uh, I think it goes uh, unnoticed a lot, but the Wizards, I don't think, would have qualified for the playoffs if not for Sato and his ability to help this team continue to stay afloat when John was missing all of those games last season. So, again, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the contributions by Sato. Absolutely, Sadoransky. Now, the one stat that you could kind of use, I, I wrote an article about this yesterday. I'm not 100% a, a believer in win shares, but it is an interesting stat because it's cumulative. 
And basically, by that measure, last year they had their deepest roster. If you look at the amount of guys that accrued two win shares or more, they had 10. This coming year, they're going to have 11 guys that did that last year. So by that statistic, they're going to be deeper, if you believe in that. Um, But I think this is an interesting question. What position are they deepest at? Because last year, they were probably thinnest at shooting guard, even though they have an all-star at the position. But I think you can make the argument that they're now deeper at shooting guard maybe than they are at the other positions when you consider the talent in terms of a one-two punch on the roster. Would you say it's shooting guard, or would you say it's maybe small forward, which might might be a more of an obvious pick because you have Otto, Oubre, and now Troy Brown? Uh, well, Troy can play the two also, so I would say either the two or the three. I would also say this. The five position is pretty intriguing now also, Chase, because now you're looking at, obviously, Dwight, but Jan Mahimi, and when the Wizards decide that they want to go small, you know, you could put, Marquise there. You can put Jeff there, actually. Uh, depending on what your small ball lineup looks like, I think the center position is of, uh, I think, some quality depth right there also. But You also got Jay Smooth. Guard, you also got Jay you got, Smooth. You got Sticks. That's right. You, you got, got Sticks. sticks. You so, got Thomas Bryant. So there's, there's a lot of depth, I think, at that five position also. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you can make the case that the potential's there, of course. If, if Dwight Howard works out and Jan Mihimi's healthy, that's a really good one-two punch um, at that position. So um, that's definitely excellent. Yeah, think about it. If you're in the business of beating up somebody, if you have one of those nights where you want to beat up somebody, you've got Dwight and Jan Mahimi down there being really physical. Um, so, again, I think this is, while we talked about earlier, the most talented team, I think this is also maybe the most versatile team in terms of which lineup you want to put out there on any given night. You think about, like, the nights you got to face Embiid. Okay, if you can go big. gets two fouls early, you go big and you bring Mahimi in there. Six can give you six fouls. He don't mind, you know, laying the wood to somebody. So, I, again, I, I think the five position has some versatility also. All right, let's uh, hear from Kelly Oubre because you asked him about the roster and what it means now for the players that are coming back uh, in terms of expectations and their role in all of this and, you know, how maybe – it's, it's time where there's no excuses for them anymore, and um, Kelly Oubre had some good stuff on that. So let's hear from Kelly Oubre right after a short break. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Northbrook, Illinois. What would Vegas be like if we didn't catch up with the wave? First of all, how's your summer been? It's been great. Uh, in the gym, working, feeling good. Body feels great. Mind feels great. So, yeah, overall, I think it's been a positive summer. So the team's been a little active here recently, bringing in some new guys. I'd love to get your take on it. It's been everything we've done has been beautiful. Uh, we have all the pieces in the right spots. Now it's about fine-tuning and collectively getting them together as a group and making them work. So, I mean, they did their job, and now it's time to do ours. I was talking to John about it, and he said, listen, with the acquisitions you guys made, there's really no excuse this year. It's about everybody in that locker room doing their job, and you know, there's a lot of positives that could come out of this. I'm always positive, so I'm excited, and I'm excited for everything to come. Tell me about Fashion Week. I know you're leaving here to go to New York. 
it's gonna be great. Um, you know, put some drip on my body and feel good about myself. You know what I'm saying? And that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. And we're back on the Wizards Tip-Off podcast. Chase Hughes in studio, Chris Miller on the road in Las Vegas. And uh, what stood out to me about that interview real quick before we get to these fan questions is, first of all, Kelly Oubre said, everything we've done has been beautiful. That's such a Kelly Oubre way of describing the offseason. But clearly he's kind of, you know, in this uh, line of thinking that John Wall is where, you know, the roster is what it is. It's a talented roster. There's no excuses. Uh, Obviously he's entering a big year. But I think these guys are excited about the potential of this team. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, Kelly took a step last year. Um, and now, you know, once again, he's out in L.A. He's working on his game with Drew Hanlon. I mean, he took some time off to go to Fashion Week, of course. you got to get your Fashion Week in <laughs> Kelly Oubre. But I just like the work that the kid has put in, um, you know, from last year seeing that step to, you know, understanding what this summer – the upcoming summer will mean to him in terms of free agency, in terms of maybe getting a check, uh, an extended bag, if you will, Chase. So this <laughs> is an important, really, year, I think, for Kelly Oubre. Um, again, being, a, being a, a two-way player, and, you know, we always talk about just what he does on the defensive end, but I think offensively he took some strides last year. Yes, he struggled with his shot down the stretch and in the playoffs, but before that, I thought he was making some really good strides of being a good two-way player in this league. Yeah, and one thing that he said that was important is that he's got his body right, he's got his mind right. I think the end of the season last year was very frustrated for him, so I think the break came at a good time, and it seems like he's cleared his head, and that's a good thing um, because that, that, shooting strug- that shooting slump was definitely tough to deal with, and he admitted it, certainly. Um, so, yeah, you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives. And obviously, you know, Kelly, uh, with the passing of his grandmother, I mean, right. people go through things. And, you know, you know, again, you know, these athletes are put on, you know, on a pedestal. And oftentimes people are expecting them to be superhuman. But, hey, man, they bleed, too. They have emotions. They cry. They have things in their life that they're going through. So, you know, for KO to go through that, his grandmother was extremely important to him. So to go through that, I just want people kind of just to understand, take a step back sometimes and just kind of understand that, you know, they go through things also. Just because they've got money and just because they have fame and celebrity doesn't mean they don't hurt and bleed too. So before we get to these fan questions, I've got one for you. Uh, It involves Kevin Love getting an extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers because once DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors, for a brief period, Kevin Love kind of moved up the depth chart. He was number one in the power rankings of like Wizards fan pipe dreams. So now oh, that geez. he now that he is <laughs> now that he is staying put, who's next? Is it Demarcus Cousins because he's only on a one year deal, or do you foresee someone else that you're going to start getting a lot of questions about on social media? Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Boogie's going to go anywhere. I mean, think about it. You're playing with the world champion. I mean, come on. You can go ahead and just pencil him in to be playing basketball in June, barring something crazy, right? So I don't want to – God, Chase, why are they asking us about free agents? They haven't even played season yet. Well, it could be trades. People are asking about trades for Kevin Love. No. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. That's just me. Again, I'm not – you know, I don't throw shade on Kevin Love, but I'm I'm not really a big fan of his game. Um, I, I would I'm kind of cool with what they have right now. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna stick with Boogie Cousins. I think a year from now, all those fans out there are gonna revisit their their love for 
for Boogie Cousins until he gets a long-term deal. That 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 dream is not going to die. All right, we got some fan yeah. questions. By the way, we've got some good ones about Kelly Oubre that we'll get to in a minute. The first one though right. is from Rasheen Carbon. Asks us, what are you most excited about for the upcoming season? Um, for me, I think it's the John Wall Dwight Howard pick and roll combination because I want to see. Dwight Howard just destroy the rim and John Wall basically take the next step as a point guard because he gets an extra two assists a game without even thinking about it. What about you? I want to see the best version of Marquise Morris. I'm just, I've, I've said it, you, you probably are sick and tired of me saying this, Chase, but I feel like when the Wizards are at their best, he's at his best. Mm-hmm. And I feel like seeing the best version of Keith going into a contract year I think that would be really beneficial for this team. Uh, the wall, the white dynamic will be awesome to see. But for me, I think the DNA of this team is still Marquise Morris. And I feel like when he is fully engaged and he is healthy, uh, he is a really big part to what this team does in terms of wins and losses. Another thing I would add is uh, the early development of Troy Brown Jr. Can that guy step in on what is a deep roster at positions he plays and force the issue uh, because they haven't had a first round pick obviously since Kelly Oubre in 2015. So that dynamic will be fun to watch. Uh, I think for all of us basketball fans out here. Next question is from at Sir Ah. Any changes to John Wall's game for 2018-19? Is there something you expect to be a little bit different? Obviously, he is what he is in his career. It's not going to be a major difference, but is there something you expect to see that's a little new or a little different, John or uh, Chris? More, uh, more post ups. I, I feel like the the way he is working this year, getting his core stronger and just getting you know getting just stronger in his in his in his body, I feel like he can start exploiting some of these little guards in this league. He, he's done it a little bit, but I'd like to see him now in some offensive sets where you know, Brad brings it up, Otto can bring it up, whatever, and he can go mouth in the house on the low block on somebody because now he becomes a playmaker on the low block, which allows some more movement, maybe away from the ball. That makes him now even more of a threat. But I think posting up for him is probably the next step in his offensive uh, evolution. I would agree, though. I wonder how that's going to be affected by Dwight Howard being on the block because I think naturally John, is if he gets better at posting up and passing out of the post as his career moves on, he's going to be – He's going to take his game to new heights. I wonder how Dwight Howard will affect um, that dynamic. But one thing I'll say about John is I want to see if the three-point shooting that he put up last year is sustainable because he shot 37%. A lot of people like to knock his three-point shooting. He shot a decent amount of attempts. I think it was over three attempts last year at 37%. I mean, it was on the level. Honestly, it wasn't too far off from Austin Rivers or Bradley Beal, at least in terms of a percentage, and it was a career high. Scott Brooks last year said he thinks it's pretty sustainable. We'll see if John Wall could do that. Because if he could shoot 37% or higher from three, that certainly changes a lot of things about how teams guard him. So, well, I think if you take away, if you take away those ends of you know, shot clock winding down threes, I think his percentage would actually go up. And he has actually talked about that, just not taking bad threes when the shot clock is winding down. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, where he just has to kind of chuck it from top of the yeah. key. Um, so now we're getting to some Ubre questions. Um, this one is from Faisal Hassan. Uh, what do you think about extending Ubre or Sadoransky uh, this summer or fall? Uh, do you think there's any chance of that? Because obviously the cap room comes into play. I think it's going to be difficult, Chase, 
um, with Wall, Beal, and Porter on your books, unless you make a move on one of those three, I think it's going to be hard to bring to, to give Ubre the kind of contract he's probably going to be seeking. So, as of right now, I would say it would be extremely difficult until you know, unless they would make a move. I agree. The money right now uh, just wouldn't make sense, and I and we've said this before. I don't think it makes sense for Kelly Ubre to sign an extension. Because if he bets on himself, he could make a lot more money than he's worth right now. And I'm sure that's part of his thinking at this point. Um, all right, two more questions here are pertaining to Ubre and trades. Uh, at Tolga underscore 12, do you see the Wizards trying to move Ubre before the deadline? Um, if not, what will he demand in free agency? And at Joe Doe, do you think the Wizards will trade away Ubre midseason? What I will say about that, and it's honestly one of the things I'm most excited about to see this season, I want to see what Kelly Oubre in this contract year, after a frustrating end to last year and and knowing all the money that's on the the line, I wouldn't trade him. Even though they have depth at this position, I'd want to see at least through midway through the season, what Kelly Oubre are we getting? Because I have a feeling he's going to take a big step forward this year. And, you know, maybe if you get to the deadline and it looks like you still want to keep Otto Porter and Troy Brown as your small forwards, maybe then you consider it. But if Kelly Oubre does take a big step forward, then you're probably not going to want to trade him. So what scenario, I guess, Chris, would you foresee them trading Kelly Oubre, or do you think that that's unlikely even if as you move closer to the deadline? Well, I would say this. In a walk year, I think you've got to be mindful that if he walks and you get nothing for him, then what was the point, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what they're thinking is. I haven't asked them. Uh, but I, I do know this. Would you rather have all the cards in the organization's hand or in Kelly's hand? And right now, Kelly has the option of, you know, taking an extension with the Wizards or going into free agency. He's got really all the options right there. And I think the way he plays this season will speak volumes in terms of what the financial commitment he can get from either the Wizards or another team if he hits free agent. This is a good question here. At Standard Fraser, what are the chances John Wall makes the 2019 or 2020 USA roster? Um, it's good um, because now, and you know, John and I talked about this at Miami last week, um, he, he didn't think Coach K felt him, to be real honest with you. And he feels like with Greg Popovich, he's got, he thinks, a legit shot of getting looked at. But, Chase, let's, let's, let's not miss words here. The point guard position right now in the NBA <laughs> is it's a, it's a golden era for that position. And to get one of those coveted spots on Team USA to go to uh, the Olympics in 2020 in Tokyo, I think is going to be extremely difficult for anybody that wasn't on that team a year ago, uh, a couple years ago, uh, especially at that position, because you got to think about it. Kyrie, who, I mean, look at the list of guys. Kyrie, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry's there, Damian Lillard, John Wall. I mean, Kimball Walker is here. Isaiah Thomas. I mean, the list goes on and on of point guards. I mean, you can only take a certain amount, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got a roster of 15. So at least he has a chance now with, you know, a, a, a new head coach, Popovich that that really respects his game. Well, he at least get a legitimate look. 
So we're not going to be able to get to all these questions. We got a lot today. Uh, appreciate all the listeners out there who sent them in. I think some of them we may have addressed without calling out the uh, Twitter handles. But let's end on this one because I think it's a really good question. It's another one from at Tolga underscore 12. Who will be the third highest scorer on the Wizards behind John Wall and Bradley Beal? He says, will, he says, will it be Otto Ooh. Porter? Will it be Dwight Howard? Or could it be Austin Rivers off the bench? Well, That's I've a tough one. Told Austin, I told Austin, I said, your, your ceiling, in my opinion, on this team is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. So by me putting that pressure on him, I guess it would be Austin. Yeah. That, hey, if he's coming off the bench and scoring – as much as you said he did, and, and that does that assumes that Otto and Dwight don't have bad years, and that's the reason why he's the third biggest scorer. Uh, this team could do some things, and that would certainly make it things a lot easier for John Wall and Bradley Beal. So uh, and, and that's what it's all about, Chase. It's all about alleviating. And how many times did you hear me say this last year? Alleviating some of the offensive stress off of those two guys. Just alleviate it. Make make those guys fourth quarter killers. But don't make them have to work so hard in the third quarter and the early part of the fourth where at the end of games they're exhausted because they're having to do so much on that end. But now, again, you're adding some depth. And then this Dwight factor, to me, I just feel like to have someone down low like that, uh, again, he's not going to get 20 touches a game, but his touches will be impactful, okay? Because now – teams don't want to get dunked on every time they come down on the floor. Before, it, it might have been a layup. And no disrespect to March, but you, you know, Chase, it's different. It's different to get laid up on on a, on, a, on a pick and roll as opposed to getting dunked on hard and making a highlight every time <laughs> this guy runs to the middle part of the floor. That's right? a good point. So that, to me, is a real positive. And I feel like with this Dwight element and now adding you know, Jeff Green and Austin Rivers and Brad coming back and, and, and John being the head of the snake and Kelly and all, all these pieces. Again, on paper, it's pretty impressive. Yep. Well, we had a lot of great fan questions. We're going to have to revisit a few of these maybe in the next episode, the ones we didn't get to. Um, but for now, Chris, uh, stay cool out there. I know you've been spending a lot of time in Vegas lately. Vegas in the summer. Uh, you're out in the ooh, desert. Ooh, it's got to be tough. So stay cool out there, man. Man, brother, it feels like my second home out here, man. I'm about to to pull up some residents out here. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.